Um, thank you very much. Um, Matt, however, has lip read and transcribed everything I just said. So shall we? Shall we get cracking again? I think we should. Might maybe. Maybe we need to roll back just a little bit here. All right. Today, exciting day. Why? Well, we've got the nastiness in the Middle East. We've got the. Some of the biggest companies in the world reporting earnings today. As SoFi, of course, was exciting yesterday. But I want you to be the best informed investor there is out there so you really understand what the facts are that's going to move the market today. So I'm going to walk you through that. Then, of course, you're super welcome to ask me a gazillion questions. And I am going live with sound at Felix Renzerog's large webinar in literally 54 minutes where I'll be teaching a couple of hundred of you how to actually make money from your money and how we've helped thousands of people do the same and how you can very, very simply trade just the one stock completely based on rules, automated, doesn't take a lot of time, a couple of hours a week, and how that might make that might just make 2024 the year for you. Seriously. So come and join me. It's completely free. Felix Ransom.org slash webinar in 50-something minutes live over there. Okay, so... Iran urging diplomacy as the U.S. is thinking about bombing something. And that's something we're going to get back to in a second, because I think it's important. But I actually think that this is more important. And you know how much I love a U.S. 10-year Treasury yield chart, right? It doesn't get any better than that, does it? And what does it mean? Well, very, very surprisingly, the federal government decided they'd need slightly less debt to be issued in this quarter. Why is it surprising? Because we just thought that they were spending faster than anybody and they sort of, sort of thought that that was the, the sense of achievement that they could get. And therefore, treasury yields have actually come down. Here we go. So their borrowing estimates came out yesterday. And this, by the way, is the new inflation. Treasury borrowing estimates. Like in the 2023, what moved markets was inflation. 2024, it'll be treasury borrowing estimates. Because the more the government borrows the lower stock prices go. Why? Because if they borrow more, they're going to pay more interest and therefore it sucks more money out of the stock market. Uh, and, and, and there we are. Um, Windows Troubleshooter couldn't fix it. No, no. I asked the Clippy thing. It didn't, it didn't want to do it. It said, you haven't paid for the subscription. <laughs> so we had it come down very nicely here yesterday. And it's, it's basically, this is basically what sums it up. And, you know, you all love a median rolling Z-score chart as much as the next guy, don't you? But basically, when rates go down, the S&P goes up about a percent and a half on a decent move. So rates coming down, the government issuing a little bit less debt because they're slightly less off their rocker yesterday than they usually were. That's a good thing. Essentially, what they're saying is tax receipts are coming in a little bit thicker and they've got more cash lying around, which they hadn't realized that they haven't sent it to the Ukraine yet. Oh, I'm going to get some hate for that. There's always somebody. Do you want Russia to take Moldova next? Yeah. Okay. Well, what have we got here? We've got the 10-year yield. It needs to come down. I know I'm pointing an arrow up, but that's because we very, very cleverly inverted the yield just to make the chart a little bit more confusing. You know, test uh, those gray matter cells of yours. And you all know the Nasdaq's up. But this gap between the two needs to be filled. And the government issuing less debt could just be the thing that might actually fill it. So this is positive, very, very positive for the market. Volatility, which is sort of fear in the market, it's creeping up a little bit. 
but I wouldn't worry about it too much at this point. It's super, super low. So if you want to hedge your portfolios, it's super, super cheap. I'd highly encourage you to do that. There's a video out for that. Just type in Felix Never Lose. You'll find it on YouTube. Big head of mine and, and, and all that. And I'll walk you through it for free. But yeah, the market's looking actually pretty peaceful on that front. And then I think we're going to get into a few catch-up trades. And that could be interesting. So pay attention. There's one coming up towards the end as well. Two, actually. And one is that, well, the memes... In, in yellow on my chart are still pretty cheap. Well, if crap is ever cheap and compared to the S&P, which is the, the yellow line up here. So I think there is a chance we might get another meme rally. If that's the sort of thing you like to trade, that might be something. Now, some people might think that SoFi is mean. I think that's a bit harsh on SoFi, but you get the idea. It's typically non-profitable tech that nobody quite knows what the hell they do. SoFi now being profitable tech, hopefully people are going to start figuring out what that is. Overall, equity positions. So the positioning people have in stocks is high, but not crazily high. I mean, crazily high was like 2018, 2014, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, beginning of 2022. So we still got a fair way to go. I think this rally's got some legs in it. That's exactly what I'm trying to say with the help of some of my chart friends. And people are also getting a little bit bullish again, calls, essentially saying, I think the market's going to go up. I'm going to buy a call because I haven't got the faintest idea what I'm doing. Typically why people buy calls. Although at the moment, actually, it's not, not a bad idea because they're quite cheap. But we've been higher again in in towards the end of last year, middle of last year, 2021. There are a few moments when we were higher, but we're, we're getting a little bit towards the exuberance, excitement kind of phase, but not to a crazy degree. And we look at the life market in a second. Now, what do we do about the Iranians? Well, the Iranians apparently don't like the prospect of the US bombing something that might belong to them. What do you think the US is going to do I think they're going to bomb something in like Syria or somewhere like that where no one really cares and where no one really knows where that is. Whereas if they bomb something in Iran, they really escalate, they escalate this. And the U Iran does have its ability to inflict some pain unless somebody wants a full out war with Iran. I don't think there's any appetite for that right now. You know, all the oil tankers go past Iran. Have a look on a map. What does it mean, though? Well, That's not the right chart, is it? No. No, that's not it either. There was meant to be an oil chart here. <laughs> uh, let's find one, shall we? Let's find one. Here's the pre-market as well. We'll look at that in a second. We actually wanted to look at an oil chart. And pretty much any oil chart will do. Where's text and it's intermediate or something like that. We'll, we'll do the trick. And, and what do you see when you look at oil? Well, it's strangely not rallied that much and it hasn't managed to break through its 200-day, even its 100-day moving average line. And it's a little surprising. You'd think it'd be in the 90s with what's going on in the Middle East, but it just hasn't. So I think there is an opportunity for this rally to go a little higher. I would have made some money, obviously. I, I looked at it, I think we were here around at about 75, but I bottled out would have made some money, but never never mind. So that the money you do make, not the money you, you don't make. So very surprising to me that oil isn't higher. Now, the Saudis apparently throttling demand somewhat, according to Aramco. So it could be that rates, uh, oil prices do go 
a little higher. What's this all about? This is the sort of chart you're going to see from people who are going to scream, bubble, bubble. And you could argue there is an AI bubble out there somewhere. So this basically says to you the top 10 mega caps as a proportion of all the basically US listed large caps. What proportion are they? In 2000, it was about 32%. The top 10 stocks, even bankers can count, the top 10 stocks were, were 32% of the market. Right now, we're at, where are we at? I'd call it 20, 29%, something like that. So we're below 2,000 bonkers levels, but we are a pretty elevated level. So the bigger NVIDIA gets, particularly in Microsoft, the more this kind of actually risks a bubble type situation because that's all AI, right? So it can go on for a while, but just watch this chart. You don't want it to go up too much because the 2000 comparison isn't really a pr pretty one. Now, the other thing is that I think banks are making a comeback, not in service or ethics or morals or caring for the little guy, but in terms of stock prices, which means bankers' share-based compensation as going through the roof. Yay for the investment banking gang. Okay, no one's with me on that one. So banks recovered a fair bit last quarter, but they're kind of lagging the market so far for journey for 2021. And the reason they might benefit somewhat, might be worth having a look at some trade ideas here, never financial advice, just a thought, is that the banking regulation that's coming in, it's getting watered down. Surprise, surprise. Do you think paying $3 billion or whatever they pay to Wall Street politicians might help with that? Possibly, just possibly. Election year too. So yes, it's getting watered down. So the, the requirements won't be as harsh as what the market had previously been expecting. And therefore, they will be able to afford the third house and the second yacht and the fourth mistress, which is, of course, exactly what you've been rooting for. And therefore, counting to 11 could be a banker challenge. Yeah, we can't do that. We've only got 10 fingers. Well, most of us, except for the inbred ones. <laughs> So what else is coming up today? Well, a couple of things. Just just one or two. Nothing nothing to be too concerned about. Microsoft reporting today. Google reporting today. We're going to get consumer confidence out today. We're going to get jolts drop opening data, jolting out of you out of your seat. And apparently Chile's unemployment figures. And I know you all love and really worry about Chile's unemployment data. Plus US and EU Trade and Technology Council is meeting today. But another little bit of news here is Consumer has still got $4 trillion of cash in their checking accounts. And they could therefore continue to spend it on Taylor Swift tickets, which, you know, it's good if you're Taylor Swift. What else have we got? Oh, yes. Come and join me in 45 minutes live. You're like, but you're already live. This will be life of the life. This will be, this will be fun. At FelixRanser.org slash webinar, and I'll teach you our trading protocol. Seriously. One stock. Three rules, full automation. We'll do some live trades together. It'll be great fun. We do this intentionally for beginners. Now, if you're already trading a bit, brilliant. I think you'll still benefit from it. But if you have never, but you've thought, wouldn't it be nice if my money worked a little harder than me? 2024 should be that year where your money works harder for you than you work for the money. So come and join me, felixrunsorg slash webinar. And let's run through a couple of things. I'll take your questions as well. 
heat map, Microsoft up, NVIDIA up, Tesla up. Who cares about the rest, right? But everything else is sort of moderately down. Nothing too, 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 too bad here. Bank of America is up a little bit. Our portfolio is up quite nicely. We're up 12% so far for January. That's return on capital employed. We did 100 plus in each of the last two years. So seriously, come and join me on the webinar and figure out how we do that. Home prices, month on month, fallen. Oh, the Fed's going to be happy. Jerome Powell is doing a little uh, bunga bunga dance that he learned in Davos. Did he go to Davos? Probably not, right? Uh, there weren't any hookers left. Now, what about the earnings? Um, the big boys report after the market today. Microsoft and Google, as does AMD, whoever asked about that just now. It's tomorrow. Uh, Jeannie, I think, did you ask about that yesterday too? Somebody asked about it yesterday too. No, it's, it's happening tonight after the, after the market. Pfizer's reported better than expected. And General Motors? Pretty decent profit, but revenue was a... Hang on. Oh, no, beat on revenue as well. MSCI, that's a stock I actually quite like. And yeah, we're getting Starbucks later on today. UPS, slight beat. Pfizer, very good beat. So, so far, we continue to beat, which, of course, exactly what we want, keeps the party going. Uh, Bloomberg's, of course, running with... Ah. IMF says the world's going to grow more because of the U.S. strength um, and China fiscal support. <laughs> How about U.S. fiscal support and China fiscal support? Wouldn't that be the more appropriate message? But then we are reading the U.S. edition. So, you know, you have to cater to your audience. I wonder what it says on the Asian edition. Same thing. Mm, bold. <laughs> the reason the US isn't in a recession is because the government's spending like mad. Uh, China has just started to spend a little bit like mad. UPS is cutting 12,000 jobs. I thought everybody at UPS now earned $400,000 a year to drive around. Oops, you're sucking them all. Are you replacing them with AI and automation and robots, potentially? Drones, that sort of thing. Never saw that coming. Unions really are short sighted idiots, aren't they? Never mind.